0: Currently, 57 degrees in Roanoke, 59 in Danville, 55 in Salem, 59 in uh, Appomattox. So, yeah, pretty nice, I would say. So, we had a lot of men behaving badly this weekend. Lots and lots of bad boys, including uh, your buddy Tom Brady. He was not... He is not my
1: buddy. (laughs) I am not like your old co-host who like, I don't like Tom Brady.
0: I don't like Tom Brady either. Tom Brady, well. I mean, you can't deny Tom Brady's talent. You can't. I mean, he just is. Um, But apparently, Tom Brady's a pretty nice guy as long as he's winning. (laughs)
1: So the biggest sore loser on the planet didn't shake Nick Foles' hand when Nick Foles beat him in the Super Bowl and then beat him again when he was with the Bears. Just saying.
0: Right. So he's really been beat up for a kind of a sideline rant and uh, was not making friends in Pittsburgh. He not only lost to the Steelers, but he was also caught on video in a heated exchange with his own teammates just seconds before the Buccaneers caught some relief at halftime. Brady had arrived in town the day before after attending a surprise wedding of his friend and former boss, the New England Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, in uh, New York. He's like 80-something. His his wife is 40 or something like that.
1: Yeah, and he did get in trouble a couple years ago for being apparently no wrongdoing, but was, was charged with being at a, a special massage parlor.
0: Right, <laughs> right, yeah. So, well,
1: no, you know what the story is about, you know, all the story with Tom right now, like his family. We're not dy- talking
0: about Tom Brady. He's talking about Robert Kraft.
1: No, I'm talking about Tom Brady again. Oh, you're again. talking about Tom Brady. Family dynamic. You haven't heard how that he. he
0: got caught at a massage parlor? No, no,
1: Robert, no, Robert Kraft got caught at the massage uh, parlor, okay. period.
0: Thank you. That's what I want to make sure they okay, understand. Got it.
1: New, now talking about Tom Brady. There you
0: go. It's a very important so, punctuation matter. you know,
1: there's a lot a lot of things going on with tom brady outside of football yeah. there are
0: he there, could be uh that's true
1: he'd be you know he'd be he'd be entitled to some great alimony soon because obviously his wife is worth beaucoup more than him but uh it she is yeah you didn't know that giselle's net worth is bigger than tom no i did not know well that. it helps to be like she was like the biggest supermodel on the planet for like five years so it helps
0: I barely remember her, but uh, anyway.
1: So, but But, the story goes. Go ahead. I was going to finish. Is Adam Schefter, you know, who's the one who broke his retirement before Brady wanted to. So there's a joke on Twitter that since Tom came back, Tom Brady has ruined his family just to prove Adam Schefter wrong. It was kind of funny.
0: Well, ruining a family is never funny.
1: Uh, Well, no, the tweet was funny. Not ruining his family is.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. It's a sad thing. But, so he did go to the surprise wedding. Uh, I did see the photos of Robert Kraft marrying a woman half his age. That whole May-December thing. Gee, you think they married for love? or? <laughs> sure. It's easy to see what Macy's in December, uh, for sure. Big bank account. Uh, he did attend without Giselle. She did not go with him. Of course, they've been married for 13 years, have two children together. But apparently, they've been having trouble since... He went to Florida, is what I've read. So, I don't know. It, it's just like, he—it's it, football is all he has, I think. Yeah, that's why he came back. I mean... Yeah. They both reportedly retained divorce lawyers, weighing their options, that kind of thing. I did not know that she was more, worth more than he was. So, technically, that could be a very clean divorce. You take care of yours, I'll take care of mine. And, you know... I mean,
1: he's about to get that fat... Uh, Fox, con- well, I am still up in the air. What if he's actually going to be on Fox? But
0: yeah. So, do we know exactly what he was saying? <laughs> Alan says Tom only works three days a week. His wife can't handle that. <laughs> Is he home too much? That may be it. Um, so, what what did he say exactly? I mean, I've got I've got the footage here. He doesn't cuss or anything, does he?
1: Oh, he. I wouldn't play it. I think he does. I think oh, he Oh, yeah, he does.
0: You're so much better than the way you're effing playing. Yeah. You could be heard yelling at his teammates.
1: And and to f- tie it off, I just googled it. 400 million for Giselle, 250 for Tom.
0: Ah. Ah, yes. Yeah. So, I have the same problem, you know. <laughs> hey.
1: You are you are the brand of Lynchburg local radio. So,
0: well, I just think it's very funny that uh that she, that she makes more than him. Good for her. Uh, fans were saying Tom Brady's losing his mind. No idea why Brady wanted to participate in this NFL season. The only uh, explanation that makes sense is he got mad at Schefter, scooped him, uh, and he didn't get an, to announce his retirement with some dumb video. I'm 100% on that, somebody wrote. I don't know. So we've got Tom behaving badly. Of course, he's got stuff going on, for sure. Then we have Bubba Wallace. Whew. What on earth was that about?
1: He got put in the wall, and he decided to put the other guy in the wall.
0: See, I, <laughs> of course, you know, a lot of those folks are known for being kind of hotheads. Yeah. For sure. I mean,
1: you're going 190 miles per hour. Right. Emotions.
0: So there was definitely some uh, confrontation between Bubba Wallace and Kyle Larson. He
1: shoved the you-know-what out of him.
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty heated, and and in all the and uh, all the pictures he just looks out of control. So yeah, it was not the the best best couple of moments for Bubba. and and you know you would think he would be lying low and behaving himself after some of the things he's had happen in the past. See, he got out of I his agree. vehicle, stormed towards Lawson, threw his helmet down, extended his arms, as of what the deal was, pushed and shoved. So, like, I
1: think a I think people overreacted to this and be like, "Bubba should be suspended." Like, well, and and, and like, yeah, I think he's going to get fined. I don't think he should get suspended. And I know, like, there's a bigger.
0: You don't think coming out and laying hands on another driver? That's NASCAR. I, I, I. It's I, not Talladega Nights. No, I mean this is.
1: <laughs> but literally months ago, months ago, I was at Martinsville, and his teammate. Now his teammate, Ty Gibbs, punched a dude. Like, gave him a two-piece and and cut his eye. And he didn't get suspended. He got fined. But, like... Well, but that's... I think the bigger issue is not the shoving after it. It's the actual wreck itself because NASCAR... The safety of this new car has been a big issue. And you have two drivers currently out, including Bubba Wallace's teammate and Kurt Busch with concussions. And it ultimately cost... You know, Kurt Busch had to retire from full time racing this year. His career got cut maybe a year year short because of this concussion, and that's the bigger issue for me. It's not the shove after because that has always happened. I mean, the most iconic moment maybe I mean I don't in watch, NASCAR history I don't was a watch fight NASCAR at all was a fight in the Daytona 500. Okay. So that that part I don't think is the bigger. It's the wreck itself where. They're going 100 and... He looks yeah.
0: very, very aggressive in in these. But they're saying, the fans are saying they should both be disciplined. So, I don't know. So, there was another example of, of boys behaving badly. And then finally, we've got my own home state, Tennessee. What the heck? Rocky Top. <laughs> they were excited. And justifiably so.
1: Yes. they. What a football. <laughs> Best game of the weekend. It was on CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg, so gonna plug that again.
0: So basically, they win.
1: They beat Alabama for the first time, and they lost 15 straight.
0: I mean, Alabama. So what even were you doing 15 years ago?
1: It's hard to. 15 years ago, what were you, or 16 years ago? Yeah. What were you doing?
0: I was raising babies. I was in lots elementary and lots school. Of babies. Yeah.
1: And they beat them. And obviously, fans toward the field, have their victory cigar, which is part of the tradition. But they tear down the goalpost like they did, I believe, in nineteen ninety eight when they beat Alabama. They did the same thing, and they threw it in the Tennessee River.
0: Wow. Uh, well, the University of Tennessee called on the student body, and alumni, and other fans to contribute to get new goalpost for the stadium.
1: They tweeted it. They tweeted out. Y'all remember how, how we tore the goalpost down, hauled him out of Neyland and dumped him in the Tennessee River? Yeah, that's awesome. Anywho, turns out that in order to play next week's game, which is against Tennessee Barton, we need goalposts on our field. Could you help us out? This is really a ploy to just get more donations because Tennessee's athletic revenue, I, I did look at this earlier, was $140 million a year. Um, they are allegedly paying a recruit who's a five-star quarterback four million dollars well
0: i think it's funny and
1: nil money so.
0: where you've got um the tweet said y'all remember how we tore the goalposts down hauled them uh, and dumped them into the tennessee river yeah that was awesome the school tweeted anywho turns out that in order to play next week's game we need go- new goalposts for our field could y'all help us out <laughs> yep. those who chose to donate uh gave sixteen dollars the amount that corresponds with the number of years it took tennessee to beat alabama again fifty two forty nine, which represents the final score, and uh twenty five dollars hundred, two fifty, five hundred, uh all which corresponds to the capacity of a sold out stadium. So they, they
1: probably already got enough donations to replace both.
0: I'm sure the I'm sure they're already ordered. Um oh, they've they're, already ordered them. They
1: probably were planning for this to happen. Uh, uh
0: so we got a text in how old is uh is Trey I'm 25. He's 25. He's a youngster. We appreciate Trey sitting in uh, while uh, Mark has has retired, and uh, so he's running the board for me, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We'll be back. uh, Going into break right now, we'll be back with some interesting stories. Uh, A teacher who is a Christian teacher has been let go because she refused to read LGBTQ and uh, books to her students. So we'll tell you about that story on the way. And then Fauci is uh, really trying to spin it about school closures and how he didn't have anything
2: to do with that. Start your mornings on the right foot. And listen to The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
0: Well, welcome to Monday morning on the Morning Jam. Of course, now it's Janet all morning because uh, Mark has, he's retired. He's like all retired yeah. now. Yeah, your doesn't really sound that great. Yeah, that really doesn't work, does it? Uh, we have uh, John on the line. Let's pull him up this morning. Good Monday morning to you, John. Oh, is he there? Should be.
2: Mm.
0: Try now. There he is. Good morning, John. Okay. I don't think he can hear me. Yeah, he should be. To have the right Are wall. you there, John? Okay. All right. Well, maybe we can get him back. I don't know what happened there. That's two, Trey. I, <laughs> I did everything. I've got your mark. I've got your mark. You go one oh. earlier. and Now this is two. When did you Wait get to minute. three? This is, I start throwing markers. I had it I gets had ugly. It right. I'm just telling you. It gets really ugly. Okay, but... So this, it's the equipment.
1: I don't know, but I had it right. Like, I, I had it in
0: in the thing and this mm-hmm. on. Okay. So... I hear you. A California child care teacher is suing her former employer after she was allegedly terminated and she says mistreated because of her religious objection to reading books to children featuring same-sex couples. Nellie Prashakova, who is being represented by lawyers with the Thomas More Society, worked for four years at Bright Horizons Children's Center in Studio City and cared for children ages five and younger. That's according to the complaint she filed Thursday in the Superior Court of California. The lawsuit says that she was aware of such LGBT-themed material at the Studio City location of the largest childcare company in the U.S., but at first had not been required to read them. Founded in 1986, Bright Horizons has hundreds of locations worldwide and employs more than 26,000 people. She says the situation changed in April when Katie Callis, who serves as the director of the location, learned of her religious objections to the material refused her request for religious accommodation and ultimately created a hostile work environment that led to her termination. That's according to the complaint. It also explained how for Parshnikova, who is a devout Christian, reading such books to children violated her religious beliefs and constitute promotion of intimate relationships and choices that are contrary to the teachings of her faith. She formally requested accommodation from Bright Horizons, and they responded by categorically denying the request. Instead, they issued a counseling memo with false statements, terminated her life insurance benefits, required her to complete retraining and diversity issues, and encouraged her to resign. She could not return to work without an accommodation, so they terminated her employment. The suit slaps Bright Horizons and its staff with several charges, including unlawful retaliation, failure to prevent discrimination and harassment, religion-based harassment, wrongful termination, failure to accommodate, unlawful constructive discharge, and disparagement treatments. Bright Horizons has been outspoken in its support for the LGBTQ community, documenting how its center celebrated LGBT History Month, by participating in gay pride parades Reading the books to the children And the organization um, also endorsed the Equity Act So they basically harassed her and intimidated her Until she would quit uh, Questioned her in an irate manner Told her she, if she did not want to celebrate diversity This was not the place for her to work Escorted her outside with a security guard, and left her out in 96 degree heat with no transportation. She had to uh, walk 20 minutes, waiting 45 minutes for transportation, and had heat exhaustion for the next two days. That's that's not going to end well, I don't think. Nah, that that does not sound ideal to well, say the least. I think we're going to see a lot of teachers, hopefully. We'll see a lot of teachers fight when they experience this. Sadly, I think many of them are just leaving the uh, the, the industry. Which is unfortunate. we got Lester here on All right. line one. Lester, good morning. Good morning,
3: Janet. Trey, you got big shoes to fill, but you're doing a good job, buddy.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. What
0: you got on your yeah. mind this morning?
3: Oh, gosh. We were on the LGBTQ thing a minute ago. I was sitting up in the office drinking coffee at the campground the other morning, and uh, someone had ordered a sewing machine and had been sitting there on the floor. And, and you could see it was in the box, and a lady walked in. You could tell she was clearly, uh, you know, okay. maybe a cross cross dresser I don't know. Okay.
0: Anyway, uh, so, I, I so it was you, a woman anyway, and she, she was dressed manly, is what you're saying.
3: No, kind of, yeah. That, uh, okay. Well, it's camping, you know. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so she said, Is that your sewing machine? And I said, no. She said, are do you, you going to make your dress? I said, what? <laughs> I said, does it do look like I should be in a dress? I said, I'm, I well, I should have. I, I won't enough on my feet. I should have said, no, I'm wearing jeans today. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh dear. But anyway, I thought that was, bad. That was funny. Yeah, anyway, it's, I it's everywhere. Coming, well,
1: am, I your, am I your first caller
0: by any chance? Uh, yeah, this morning you are. Technically, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, though, other than okay. the one he dropped, yes. <laughs> Okay, I'm giving well, him Mark I'm, I'm, time. Baby, <laughs> Okay, I just calling saying uh, uh, we're going to miss
3: Mark, but uh, we are. Uh, that's okay. Maybe maybe he'll stop in for this visit.
0: I think he will. I think he. I think he should. Sure okay. We're We're going to be doing some things uh, online as well. I'll make sure you all are aware are aware of those as as we go on. Lester, thanks for calling this morning. I appreciate it.
3: Okay,
0: see you guys. <laughs> right. We'll see you. Oh my goodness. Uh, so she she asked him if he was going to make himself a dress. And I think a lot of people are going to be set up with this stuff now. Like they're just going to try to get you to say something so they can complain about you. (laughs) I really think that you're going to have to be careful uh, with everything. It's ridiculous now the way things are. So, I don't know. In our next half hour, we're going to be talking about uh, the warning signs of mental illness. And um there's been a lot of stories even this morning that we've talked about where we can see how how mental illness comes into play. Uh everything from you know the school shootings, of course we had the shooting in North Carolina last week, the fifth San Antonio police officer has died from suicide in the last 7 months and uh, mental health experts are saying this is all part of the campaign by radical liberals who are wanting to defund the police, are wanting to paint all police officers with that same brush. A uh, 30-year-old Texas police officer committed suicide in early October. That marked the fifth suicide uh, in the department by an officer or recently retired officer in the past seven months. And they say it's a stark reminder of the growing struggles police are facing doing their jobs among the among the defund the police movement that has demonized officers nationwide. San Antonio police officer Jordan Hammond was a five-year veteran. He died from suicide at the age of 30 last week. And a spokesperson for the department confirmed to the outlet that Hammond's death is the fifth suicide in the department in seven months. Four of the five deaths were active duty officers. And the the fifth was a retired officer who had retired two weeks before he took his own life. Uh, trauma therapist in Austin for 30 years, Tanya Glenn, and, uh, who specializes in providing mental health services to first responders of veterans, said that the demonization of police by the media and politicians has played a significant role in crushing law enforcement morale nationwide. They have a really big city. They have a lot of violence. They're dealing with uh, how the media portrays them and um, they've kind of been cut off from society and engaging and making people happy with a coffee with a cop and things like that. So, and now, another example of that is the Pentagon equity chief who comes out praising a book calling 911 first responders menaces, and she's allowed to stay in her position. And as far as I'm concerned, this administration and the things that they're doing uh, and every single politician that's talked about defunding the police has blood on their hands with with these with these young men so we're going to be talking about the the warning signs the flags of identifying mental illness and then in the eight o'clock hour we'll welcome Marcy Jones author of shattering and she talks about mental health and the signs to look for in young people uh, in her book we'll have her later on this morning
2: It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Well, after a mild start, temperatures will warm generally into the 60s this afternoon. Wind gusts 20 to 30 likely through the day. And it will be a chilly start for Tuesday morning. Most of us waking up to temperatures in the low to mid-30s. Some upper 20s possible in outlying rural areas. It will be a chilly day on Tuesday. High temperatures only topping out in the upper 40s to lower 50s. With wind gusts 20 to 30 miles per hour, chilling once again on Wednesday.
0: Currently, we have 58 degrees in Danville, 54 in Salem and Roanoke, 57 in uh, Bedford, 59 in Lynchburg, 57 in Appomattox. Well, the war in the Ukraine rages on, and as it's set to enter its ninth month of battle, one church in Lynchburg is sending to help those in need. Calvary Chapel Lynchburg is stepping up to be on the ground in Kiev by sending a group of men from their community church. Uh, Missions Director Jeremy Grafman said they've been supporting relief efforts of churches for months now, but now it's time to go there. He says his church community agreed the time is now, They say they have five men from the fellowship who are prayed up and convinced it's the work that the Lord has for them. Derek Buchanan is one of those men on his way to the Ukraine. His wife, Melissa, said he has never hesitated to serve. And said so when the email came through, Derek looked at me and said, God's telling me I've got to go. Gaffman said the men were motivated and ready to help those in need. They're helping to construct some temporary housing, also looking for opportunities to share the hope that is within them uh, the hope of Jesus Christ. That's what's taking them in there. Uh, Buchanan says she wants, uh, she knows that, that God's got big plans for these men when they get to the Ukraine. And they say there's very little apprehension. Uh, she said, "There's a little apprehension for her. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so it makes me nervous. But there's no space for place for them to be in the hands of God. So uh, the the wives are much more nervous than the than the men seem to be at this point, and understandably so.
1: That does make sense. A program maybe I needed when I was uh, between these ages of 16 and 21. A young drivers program was happening at the same. I've
0: seen you drive. That, that's probably true. Thank it's not you. Not too late."
1: <laughs> Salem C- Civic Center on Sunday, uh, the street survival program was an all-day intensive driver training for drivers around ages 16 to 21. There's both a classroom and behind-the-wheel experience, but not meant to be a driver's ed class, just enhance driver safety. The Mary Wilson was a volunteer with the program for almost a decade. She said, being a parent and an insurance agent, we deal with a lot of young drivers that had accidents. And today, we are, we are out here for young drivers to learn how to handle their cars in emergency situations. Uh, they were behind the wheel portion included a skid pad, weaving in between cones, and practicing emergency braking at high speeds. So, Street Survival also brings other community partners, like Mary King, with Youth of Virginia Speak Out about traffic safety. So, a uh, pretty uh, interesting event, and uh, we're encouraged to bring parents to get their kids signed up, and they'll have another
0: one coming up in the spring. The midterm elections are approaching quickly, and it's almost time to cast your ballots. ABC 13 uh, is going to be carrying a special town hall on Thursday, October the 20th. Um, Mark Spain uh, sat down with the uh, congressional districts. We're uh, going to hear from uh, Congressman Bob Good and uh, Josh Thronberg for the 5th District. 6th District will be incumbent Congressman Bing Klein and uh, Jennifer Lewis. Ninth District will be Congressman Morgan Griffith, who's the incumbent, and Tasha Devon. Um, they say that they're asking the questions you want answered, and it's going to be held next Thursday from 7 until 8. So it'll be interesting to, to hear from those folks for sure.
1: In the really... News headline and uh, concerning, I would say, radioactive waste found at a Missouri elementary school, uh, significant radioactive contamination at an elementary school in s- suburban St. Louis where nuclear weapons were produced during World War II. According to a new report by the Environmental Investigation Consultants, the report by the Boston Chemical Data Corp confirmed fears about contamination at the Jana Elementary School in ha- in the Hazelwood School District in Fluorescent raised by a previous Army Corps of Engineers study. The new report is based on a sample taken in August from the school. According to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, Boston Chemical did not say who or what required and funded the report.
0: Hmm. Okay. So,
1: the school sits in the flood pan of of Coldwater Creek, which was contaminated by nuclear waste from weapons producing during World War II. the waste was dumped— So,
0: that's been pretty— pretty long ago then. Yes, so okay.
1: the waste was dumped at sites near the St. Louis Lambert International wow. Airport near the next to the creek and flows to the Missouri River. The corpse has been cleaning up the creek for more than 20 years. Jeez.
0: So uh long-lasting impacts, that's for sure. We'll just have a bunch of baby hawks at this elementary school. Well, uh, so here's the thing about that. So let's talk about that for a minute. Um you know there are some people out there uh, some states out there who are actually training their citizens on how to respond to nuclear waste did you, or did you know that i did not mhm um if you if you look that up i think i think it was oh, new, I have it right new jersey that was starting it is this it um well no that's something else but no. but there are some some states that are putting out information on how to deal with nuclear detonation. Now, why are they doing that?
1: Oh, uh, I would assume North Korea. Thing?
0: Well, Russia. Yeah, that's I mean, a there's a lot. Depth. There's a lot going on. Yeah,
1: um, I mean, at least it's not back in the day where you have those ads that just show you how to get under the table.
0: You know. Well, would I mean, guess? I think it's. It makes you wonder what they know that we don't know. Of course, we did have, you know, the president come out and say, you know, we're as close to Armageddon as we've ever been before. So when you have that and then you have states coming out and saying, all right, this is what you need to do. Now, I think it's wise for us to know what we're supposed to do. In in the case of a nuclear de- detonation, uh, there is actually a card that you can print out that goes over that. Uh, some of the things that they talk about in this is if you see a flash to... Now, this is what they're putting out at, to some of these states, to citizens. If you see a flash, you t- are to drop and cover, stay down behind the cover for a full two full minutes. Uh, even covering with a newspaper can help prevent burns. Keep your eyes closed. That will prevent blindness. Um, Fallout loses 90% of its radioactivity in the first seven hours after a detonation and an additional 90% for every sevenfold increase in time. So, 90% in the first seven hours, 99% in 49 hours, 99.9% in two weeks. And they say fallout looks like sand, ash, or grit. It and it accumulates on the ground. If no fallout is visible, there's no radiation. But to be sure, you place a piece of white paper or a, a dinner plate or anything with a smooth surface on the ground and check every 15 minutes for particles. If visual indications of fallout appear, take shelter for two or three days underground or behind thick walls. I mean, that, that's scary. Yeah, uh, I... But it's important to know. Very much
1: so. Very, very much so. I mean, God
0: forbid we should ever have to use it, but uh, I'm going to put a link to that card because you can, like, print it out and have it. I I'm, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I try to be very, very positive about things, but we can't be naive about things either. I think we have to be... I think we have to have some common sense uh, with those things, so... Uh there you, there you go. We'll put it up on our Facebook. Although I did have a listener last week ask me if I was going to do like Armageddon <laughs> recipes for five and nine. I was like no. <laughs> That's not the plan. How to make 10-year-old meat. Do you have your K1 pills? What's a K1 pill bear? I don't know what that is. Look, we've got some listeners who are like uber prepared for Scout, any of that so stuff i'm
1: i can uh i know how to like do certain things well, i think...
0: i wouldn't have known this stuff though would you have known this i didn't know this
1: no but i remember like watching the ad the old like you know when we were learning about the cold war and the right the, the old ads, commercials the, the old like you played the student falls under their desk
0: well you take cover anywhere you can get it i just always thought they were
1: funny because in my head it would be like if a nuclear strike happened and you were just under your desk like it's not going to help <laughs> like <laughs> well it depends on the type of nuclear
0: strike i understand yeah. but it's just in my head i was like what difference does it make yeah yeah well we may start seeing those commercials again especially with you know sleepy joe in charge of things because and, and oh and he got in trouble this weekend for talking about uh, you know for for claiming that um that we had this this third world country i think it was saudi arabia that he was saying they were very offended that he talked about how deadly they were and how dangerous they were so i mean his port forum policy is just ridiculous and i don't think people do feel safe i think they do feel like they need to keep the radioactive card handy we, we got, got a phone call this we morning dale good morning dale <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> you're crying all morning. My cell transplanted Pennsylvania is gone. <laughs> I'm going to kill. Uh, oh, you're crying because you miss Mark?
3: Yes, yeah, he was a Pennsylvania like me. We understand that how terrible it is up there.
0: <laughs> I understand how terrible it is up there. But I found somebody on the radio I can call and disagree with all the
3: time, just like everyone in Pennsylvania disagrees with everyone else. So just for fun. you bring a little bit of Pennsylvania back to me.
0: <laughs> so they just disagreed, just just for just for fun, just because yes, they wanted they to. My parents,
3: I always said my parents were never happy unless they were arguing.
0: What was it? Salty said they could start an argument in an empty house. Isn't that what he said?
3: Pretty, pretty close to that.
0: Mm, I bet you look forward to the holidays. I don't know if, I
3: don't know if you listen. I, I know Mark sometimes listens to Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins. But yeah. when I called him this Friday, I got through with him. I was Mark in honor of Mark. So Aww. if he's listening, that was for you,
0: buddy. Unless you. Come back. You know he's sleeping. <laughs> you know he's sleeping. <laughs> well, wake him up already. Wake him. Up. Oh, maybe I will. Maybe I will call him, wake him up just for fun. He has no business
3: sleeping. It's, it's too, uh... Sleeping too is overrated.
0: I don't think he's going to get bored it with it, at least not this week. Now, maybe next week he'll start <laughs> missing us, but probably not until then, I'm guessing. But I'm glad yeah. you called in. I well, still what, love one you. one quick thing about...
3: <laughs> <laughs> you say that now. You won't later. <laughs> <laughs> One thing you, one thing you talked about earlier a little bit, uh, you touched on Columbus Day a little bit. I sent you a link to a story. It's pretty long. Maybe sometime you get a chance to read it about how Benjamin Harrison basically started Columbus Day in a way.
0: Uh huh.
3: And it came out of the fact that eleven Italians were lynched in New Orleans, and it was in. Re- to that and to try to calm down the racism and discrimination against Italians. can you believe it. Other people were discriminated against.
0: I mean, if you if you look at old newspapers, when they would put out ads for people to apply, I mean, they were very clear. If you were Italian, don't bother. Not interested.
3: Yes, I have Polish background in me, and where I grew up, Polish people were looked down on. So yeah, but we were Polak.
0: We were just talking about that. There are so many stories out there about how Polish people saved the butts of so many people in America because they were so ingenious when they dealt with things like you know needing clean water and uh, and it's just amazing how many stories there are. So I don't even know how the whole Polak thing came about. Because they're brilliant people. If you watch the movie Defiant, have you seen Defiant about the Polish brothers who saved all the Jews in World War II?
3: No, I guess I should watch you, that. Like, you I should.
0: In or, arms. Oh, they were brothers, and they were so <laughs> modest, they wouldn't even let their story be told until after they were gone. It's an amazing movie. You got to watch it. It's good stuff. That's that's us so We're modest. <laughs> well some of you are you clearly have something <laughs> else in you <laughs> i have funny. german i have
3: german i have have all kinds of stuff like everybody else does so i'm partially native american so all right you know i can't be racist because i've got native american in me
0: i gotcha yeah i don't think that's how that works <laughs> uh the movie is called defiance if you get a chance you need to watch it all right all right i, I do thanks dale Appreciate it. We got to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the warning signs of mental illness, things that you need to look for in young people and e- even in older folks. If you see these warning signs, you need to get people help. We've talked about so many stories today where very clearly. There were uh, there were signs there that nobody did anything about uh, and, and we don't want to be a part of contributing to that because so many of the issues that we're seeing in the news has to do with mental health. And then the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking with a, a special guest author, Marcy Jones. Uh, she's from the Appomattox area. She's written a book called Shattering that talks about that very thing. We'll be back. You're listening to The Morning Jam.
2: You put it on your toast and on the radio at daybreak. The- Morning Jam 6 to 9 a.m. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam 6 to 9 a.m. on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
0: Is that what you guys are are singing this morning? Are you singing I want you back? Cuz you're missing Mark Lamb. <laughs> I know you are. Good one. I'm I'm missing him too. But it's okay. We're going to make it together. We're going to make it just fine. So Bear has educated me as Bear does about uh, the K1 pills cuz we were talking about how some states are actually uh, sending out information to their citizens about how to deal with a nuclear detonation and how to protect yourself and your family. He was asking me if I had my K1 pills. I didn't know what that was. It's potassium iodine. It's a salt made up of minerals, potassium K and iodine I, uh, and its formula is KI. And when used properly, it can help protect the thyroid gland from radiation exposure caused by a nuclear emergency. Is that the thing that the government was buying up? Because we did a story not that long ago about the, the government buying up huge stashes of this kind of stuff, which also makes me nervous. Yeah, so, that's not a topic that really comes up on SportsCenter most mornings, so right. I, I couldn't so tell you. Well, it's something that you need to be aware of. And and we try to keep it positive here on the show, but we also don't want you to bury your head in the sand and not know what's going on. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. This is, this is an interesting article there, Bear, because it talks about how many milligrams you need. certain ages Uh, for adults 18 and older it's 130 milligrams and if you're pregnant or nursing and then they also have the the ones for for children so that's good stuff bear you're awesome thank you for that with news the way it is a lot of us are feeling that way sometimes we don't feel okay And we want to talk about that a little bit this morning. Here on the show, we talk with you a lot about how mental illness is a really big problem that hasn't been addressed. We've been seeing an increase and an uptick in mental health challenges, especially with our children, for decades now. And uh, it just doesn't seem to be a high priority. Every time we have a situation where there's a, a shooting or someone who is clearly not well mentally, the first thing they want to talk about is gun laws and gun control when we need to be dealing with mental health issues and mental health challenges. That really got ramped up after COVID. We started seeing even more of it. The National Alliance on Mental Illness has launched a, a campaign called Say It Out Loud. Uh, it's been out for a while now. Uh, And this, in 2015, they were saying one in five teens live with mental health conditions, and less than half will get help. And 4,000 teens die from suicide every year. Here are some of the warning signs of of depression that are going to apply to anyone, children or adults. Uh, One is feeling very sad, withdrawn, or unmotivated. If that lasts for more than two weeks, you could have a problem. Number two is making plans or trying to harm or hurt yourself. Maybe even talking about suicidal things, saying, I, you know, I don't want to live anymore, things like that. Don't think that's just a kid being dramatic or, or a person being dramatic. Because I don't think most people will say that just to get attention. Number three, being out of control. Uh, risk-taking behaviors. If you see them being reckless uh, in ways that they've never been before, that's a problem. Sudden or overwhelming fear for no reason, Uh, racing heart, fast breathing. If they start having panic attacks and they haven't had those before, that's a sign. Uh, Not eating, losing a significant amount of weight or gaining a lot of weight could be a sign of uh, some mental challenges that they're dealing with. Severe mood swings, causing problems in relationships. That could be a problem if they go from seemingly being fine to being extremely angry or sad. Uh, If they start using alcohol or drugs excessively, that probably more more for adults. But young people as well uh, will try to self-medicate. If you see drastic changes in behavior, personality, sleeping habits... If they're not sleeping and having trouble sleeping or if they're sleeping all the time and that hasn't been the case before, that's a problem. Uh, Extreme difficulty in concentrating or staying still is another sign. And then number 10, intense worries or fear that get in the way of daily activities like hanging out with friends or going to classes, that type thing. Those are some of the common warning signs That you'll see. Now, coming up at the top of the hour, we've got Bill Trefero. He's going to get our our headlines in from the Roanoke News Desk. But we're also going to welcome Marcy Jones, who is the author of Shattering. She's a local author who wrote this book about her young son who had a mental breakdown and just the hell that that family went through. And the warning signs that they see, they saw And they didn't necessarily heed right away uh, Her story is pretty amazing And the love that family has given this young man Is pretty remarkable So we're going to welcome Marcy And have a, a really interesting conversation I think you're going to like her a lot So uh, we'll have her coming in in the next hour In the meantime, we got your headlines With CBS News and Bill Trefera from the Roanoke Desk Thanks for joining us this morning on The Morning Jam I'm Janet Rose